0: Hey everybody welcome to the mercy talk podcast from mercy multiplied where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental emotional and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others i'm melanie wise and i am so excited about the next couple of mercy talk episodes as many of you may know mercy is celebrating 40 years as a ministry this year and if you've been following mercy talk you know that we are in the middle of a series to just celebrate Mercy's 40th birthday. Uh, And our last two episodes were really fun as we talked through the first 20 years and the last 20 years with our founder and president, Nancy Alcorn. And today, guys, we have such a treat in store. My guest today, are the leaders of Mercy Canada and Mercy UK. If any of you listeners were not aware, we do have international entities of Mercy Multiplied in Canada and Europe. And I am thrilled that you all get to learn more about what is happening in those areas of the world. Uh, From Nicola Bartel, who is the executive director of Mercy Canada, and Ariana Walker, who is the CEO of Mercy UK. These are amazing women and have also just become uh, sweet friends to me over the years. So this is going to be such a fun conversation today. Uh, Nicola, Ariada, welcome and thank you guys so much for joining us. It's good to be
1: here. Yeah, thank you. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Awesome. This is going to be great. Well, listen, we have a lot that we want to talk about today, uh, but I want to start out by uh, just letting you guys share a little bit, you know, um, while the core of who Mercy is as a ministry has never changed, we have made some really exciting, I hate to use this word because it was like the overused word of the COVID pandemic <laughs> pivot, but I don't know what else to use, expansioning, expanding, uh, pivoting over the past few years. And we are seeing growth in our reach and, and really in our overall impact as a result. And the things that are happening in Canada and the UK, every time I get updates or get to learn, I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe what all the Lord is doing right now in this season um, at Mercy and through Mercy. So I would love for you guys to just give um, really just a brief overview of what's happening in Canada and uh, the UK and what you're seeing in your areas of the world. But also if you'd even just want to share a little bit about just kind of like your connection to Mercy, how you got involved just so people can get to know you a little bit as we go into this episode, that would be awesome. So uh, Nicola, we'll just let you get the party started.
1: Wow. Well, it's pretty exciting to think back, you know, May of this year marked 20 years since Nancy was at a women's conference and the vision was cast to bring Mercy to Canada. And Mm -hmm. I was there at the time Um, I had been working for a church and running a group home for pregnant teens, many of which had all kinds of life controlling behaviors as well. And uh, we were kind of at a crossroads and I had been calling out to God, just we had a government grant and there were some barriers and just calling out to God um, and speaking with some of the board members. And I found myself at this conference, heard Nancy speak. And my first thought was, I want to work with someone like that. Hmm. And the second tug from the Holy Spirit was loyalty. You stay the course, Nicola, your assignment's not finished. Hmm. Anyway, to rather than go into the long uh, version of that, I connected with the pastor of the church. We became fast and furious friends, very like minded. And over the next few years, the program that I was running, the church decided to go in a different direction after 18 years. And so it closed and I went on this journey in how we were going to bring mercy to Canada. So in July of 2008, we bought property into in uh, 2010. After a renovation, we opened our doors for for the first 12 of 20 women that would come through the program that year. Mm. And uh, yeah. And then in 2019 uh, we made a hard decision. It was heartbreaking and exciting all at once uh, Mm. to make a transition on our program because the local health authority had imposed some restrictions on us, which made our efficiencies um, not work. And it wasn't practical on the property that we're on to do a renovation. And so we graduated the women out and actually let me back up, probably the year and a half before, I found myself at a variety of churches, taking graduates with me and talking to different people. And I it broke my heart at one church in our local area I had a 66-year-old woman come up to me and say, Nicola, this is amazing. I wish I'd have known about Mercy when I was young. Mm-hmm. I would have been a candidate. She was a retired professional, me 66 years old and very involved in her church, loved Jesus, accepted him at five and found herself purging every day. Hmm. Uh, this undisclosed abuse that had happened. So I was bothered deeply about that and just asking God, why, why can't we help someone like that? I, of course, mm. gave her some resources. The next church I was at, there was a mom who was a social worker, her 15-year-old daughter struggling, same thing. So we kind of had this convergence of some barriers in helping people and then this situation with our health authority. And so we made the decision to graduate the women that we had in the program out. And, and I had been praying about this. I thought, why can't we? keep this going till we find other property and just do an outpatient program of some Mm -hmm. sort, which we have no idea what that would look like. So that was the end of 2019. And then we all know what happened in March of 2020. We continued Mm -hmm. on developing the program and a day version of the program, Mm -hmm. which would include the counseling and discipleship and then also some support care services. Mm -hmm. So what we found in 2020, so we launched the program in March 19th of 2020. Mm -hmm. and I just started saying, oh, God, did we hear you right?
0: I'm mm.
1: wondering what was going to happen. But by the end of 2020, we had helped 52 women. And in 2019, we had helped 19 women. Mm-hmm. And then 2021, 73 women. And in 2022, 106. Wow. And so we knew that this was working. We were still able to help women all across Canada and and provide services online. Yeah. And so today we have women that come locally on site, and we have women across Canada that do uh, work the program with the program online. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. We're continuing to develop. Incredible! Incredible! I love that, Ariana yeah to I you. actually how um
2: similar our stories are mm-hmm. Nicola. you know i heard nancy alcorn speak at my church in 1999 it was and i was just at a point in my life where i've been a christian all my life i was doing all the right things you know but really just felt this emptiness inside like there must be more to life than what i'm doing right now i felt this a disconnect from purpose and waiting to see what what i could do with my life and i think i was in my mid-20s then i think i remember it's a long time ago and um this this I'm, i'm in the north of england and then this woman from nashville tennessee stands on our platform and she starts talking about a place called mercy she starts talking about you know no matter what the problem is jesus christ is the answer and she tells these stories and literally i feel like the inside of me is set on fire like it was just I was hot all over my heart's pounding I'm like I do not know who this woman is I barely understand a word she's saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all I know is I need to be involved in whatever she's talking about mm. and I just prayed a very dangerous prayer that that meeting everyone stood to their feet big round of applause for Nancy and I remember just standing there raising my hand and going Lord If there's any way I can be involved in that, my answer is yes. Mm. And I could see nameless, faceless young women that somehow I could be part of helping uh, in our country, in the UK. Little did I know that that prayer would be tested uh, not long after when my then 15-year-old sister, uh, who had all the kind of life-controlling issues that Mercy is so famous for helping people with, uh, little did I realise that, what we thought was rebellion, you know, she's not walking with God, she's backsliding, she's got in with the wrong crowd, all these phrases we use to describe people's behavior. Um, Mm. I didn't know then what I know now about what those behaviors mean. Um, my, My mother rang me, said, you know, we're really struggling with her, she's getting kicked out of school, the police are involved, everything, you know, please, can she maybe come and live with you for a little while? Uh, we lived 100 miles away. You know, our church had a, a large youth group. She's like, maybe just getting her away out of this area will help her restart. And and my honestly, my initial response was no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why
0: would I do that? Mm-hmm. Have you seen her recently? She's mm-hmm. angry. That's a big ask.
2: Yes. Um, But then I just had this flash and this 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 memory of me standing only a few months before Mm. in the meeting with my hands held high and tears streaming down my face going anything God send me Mm. and I didn't realise then that, you know, the nameless faceless young women I saw that I could maybe help would start with someone I knew my own sister and I didn't Mm. know that the home I would open would in fact first be my own home. And you know, it's a it's a warning to be very careful about the prayers you pray <laughs> oh, at the mm-hmm. end of speakers. <laughs> God's mm-hmm. listening, uh-huh. and uh, that began a journey of trying to gather together the the resources to to open something like Mercy in the UK, uh, and and alongside that journey. Um, my sister did come to live with me and actually in fact became the first young woman from the UK to be accepted onto the program in Nashville Tennessee from outside of uh, the US or certainly from from the UK so she
0: mm-hmm.
2: became a bit of a trailblazer even back then so I think it was 2021 uh, no twenty two thousand and one, 2001 when she graduated uh, and she came back and her life was completely changed and the brokenness that she, you know, wasn't rebellion. It was brokenness. It was abuse. Mm-hmm. And we realized then that the symptoms weren't rebellious symptoms. They were symptoms of someone who's been through trauma. And um mercy was a safe place for her in, in the States. And, and I realized then that mercy wasn't just a, a good idea. It's a God idea. It's anointed by God to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. And and I knew then that, that the UK needed something desperately needed something like that because we can't keep sending people across the ocean to get the help they need Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it just really fueled me with with passion to to be part of a team to open it here so by 2005 we had a miracle and uh, that's a whole other story but we were able to purchase a home 2006 we opened our doors to the first few young women um, and then in uh, and, and that, you know, we grew and we uh, were able to extend the property from 10 beds to 20 beds. And uh, we've seen maybe I think nearly 400 young women go through the program in the UK. But then along the journey, you know, God it was talking and speaking to me about about growth and expansion. And um, 2017, obviously, we launched Keys to Freedom, which was uh, incredible. We got to do that across the in partnership with with all our, the Mercy family. So that was such a privilege. Mm-hmm. But that's been huge in the UK and in Europe. And mm-hmm. that's led us to be opening up um, associates across different European countries whose main function is to get keys to freedom out through churches right across Europe. Um, and then similar to you, Nicola, you know, 2019 2020 rather um, was a huge year. It was a pivotal year, as you said. <laughs> uh, and we closed the home for, for what we thought was going to be a few weeks during the mm-hmm. pandemic because in the UK, the restrictions were huge and we just weren't able to run the program. Um, so everyone got sent home. But during that time, we decided to put what was available inside the home online. And to our surprise, it actually worked really, really well. Mm -hmm. They were still doing their one-to-one sessions with their counselor. They were still getting Bible. They were doing all the same things just from their own location. And suddenly Mm -hmm. this opportunity started opening up of hang on a second. What if, what if we could take keys to freedom And take the residential home and combine the two to put something online that is 16 weeks, that is one to one coaching and mentoring, that is access to counseling, it's got specialist support, fitness and nutrition, all accessible from wherever someone is. Wouldn't that be incredible? Mm -hmm. And that then fueled a new kind of service that we now provide called the Freedom Course and it takes off every restriction that the home has in place so no longer do we only have women no longer is it 18 to 30 no longer do you need to find someone to you know look after your children if you have children or give up your job for six months or you know leave your apartment and lose your tenancy all those things that were feeding into people Um, not wanting to apply to the home, which we saw happening quite um, significantly over a period of years. Mm -hmm. Um, So we launched the Freedom Course and uh, it's been incredible. We've got currently 21 people doing the course. We've got 273 expressions of interest of people Mm -hmm. wanting to do the course, men and women. And so far we've got 100% satisfaction on the two modules that people have completed now. Uh, and it's just blowing my mind really what we're seeing the testimonies from both men and women
0: mm-hmm. uh, and
2: alongside that we made the decision a bit like you nicola to repurpose the home because of the impact we were able to have with the freedom course versus what we were seeing in the residential uh, program we will repurpose the property to do retreats for the people who are doing the freedom course uh, in fact, just this week, we had 25 pastors come and use the home uh, as a base to do a retreat uh, for for their own sense of mental health and well being, uh, and it was just amazing to be able to offer that for them to use. So it's really exciting what God is doing uh, and has done over the last 17 or 18 years in the UK.
0: Oh, it's so it's so incredible. It's I'd never get tired of hearing the stories of how the Lord was moving in very unique ways in each of our areas for for those of you who maybe uh, didn't get to hear the last couple episodes, uh, I would encourage you, if you want to know kind of what's how this has all unfolded in the U.S., uh, to go back to the previous episode that I did with Nancy, where we talked about the re- the last 20 years of the, of the ministry, because um, there are so many parallels when you look at just even the last three to four years mm-hmm. of how the Lord has moved. And it's been very, it's not like we all came together as like, you know, this international organization to say, how are we going to? What are we going to do? What are we going to shift? How are we going to reach more people? How are we going to grow? The Lord was very much individually moving in his own unique way. And it has a different expression in Canada and in the U S and in the UK. But what I love about it is that I just, I mean, I can't get over it like a season of time, like 2020, that really for, that the enemy absolutely wanted, would have wanted to use to limit and to impact it was like the Lord decided I'm going to use this to break off limits and in right. fact expand what's happening at Mercy in ways that we would have never imagined and maybe probably would have never even considered had some of those things not unfolded the way they did and us be forced into some things that like you or I think you said it Ariana like would have never thought that this would have worked would right. have never seen this coming right and so I just it's such an incredible um, I don't know, just testimony of the Lord's faithfulness and how he continues to um, just kind of break things, break those limits off. Um, but in saying that, like I said, there's these unique expressions and there have been different ways that we've grown and expanded over the years, but there's so much about the core of who we are and the beliefs and the ideas that guide mercy that have not shifted and so i really would love to kind of talk about some of those things in our time together because um as as we will even kind of continue to talk about in this episode it looks unique to each of us um but these core ideas that guide us are 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 solid and are not changing but they are also things that i think what one of the things that i care a lot about this episode is just that we speak to you know, these are beliefs that can guide us as an organization, but also guide us as individuals and how that plays mm-hmm. out in our lives and what that can look like um, is really powerful. So with that being said, um, we're just gonna discuss a few of the major ones, whatever we got time for. I'm already looking at the time, am like, oh man, there's no telling where all the three of us could go with all of this. is but- a big first question, that's why. <laughs> oh, that was the first that was the first question. Here we go. But this I'm like, honestly, we may only land on this first one. And that may be the whole show because this one is so it is just so key to who we are as a ministry. And also, I would say to who we are as individuals. But Ariana, we're going to just start with you. One of the core beliefs that guides us is that true freedom and healing come from Jesus Christ. So I'm going to not even say anything else about it because I would love for you (laughs) to explain this idea. Just what does this mean in your words um, and how do you see this belief of healing and freedom true healing and freedom come from Jesus, how it plays out in what you guys are doing.
2: Well, let me not use my words. Let me use the Bible's words. I'm really right. I mean, just reminded of like two Corinthians uh, three, where it talks about the word, spirit of the Lord is, there mm. is freedom. And for me, that means if you want freedom, you have to, really be connected to the source of freedom Mm -hmm. you know we talk a lot about jesus being the giver of freedom which he is but he is also freedom itself he is freedom the reason why Mm -hmm. he can give it is because he is it and and so if you want true freedom it really is about being connected to the source of it a little like you know we often use that little analogy of, of having some sort of well in england it would be a kettle in America, a coffee machine, that if it's not plugged into the wall, it it doesn't work. There's no power to make it do what it's supposed to do. And in the same way, our lives without being plugged into the power source cannot navigate the rough terrain that life throws us in freedom. we, We don't have what it takes to be able to manage all the things that come our way in life without having that extra power source, who is Jesus. And to recover from the traumas we face or from the difficulties or the challenges or the crises, even the recovery of those and working through them and the process of them,
0: mm-hmm. that
2: that needs the power of God. It needs the spirit of God. It needs um, our own personal connection. I think that is really important, the personal connection, because I think certainly in the West, We can become very familiar with who Jesus is and other people's revelation of Christ. Mm. And that's never going to be enough to permanently power anyone out of whatever issue is holding them back from experiencing true freedom. Someone else's revelation. Someone's, you know, listening to podcasts is a great thing to do, but it isn't your freedom, you know. even reading Christian self-help books and doing Keys to Freedom, a great you know workbook that we produce as Mercy across the world, is a great thing to do. But it's not, doesn't equal freedom. Going to church every week, do it. It's a great thing to do, not your freedom. Freedom, singing worship songs, even reading your Bible,
1: mm-hmm. it's an
2: amazing thing to do. And there is freedom to be found in the pages, but it isn't your freedom. Going to a therapist or a counselor or a, or a residential home for six to nine months of your life are all things that we could and should be doing if that's what we need to do but they don't equal freedom Freedom yeah. isn't a destination it's a journey and it's a person and his name is Jesus and for me mm. without that personal connection without the um revelation of who you know I, I'm of that conversation Jesus has in the Bible with his disciples, where he says, who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. He says, who do they say? Well, they say, we have so many voices right now telling us who, where our freedom can be found. You know, five steps to this and three steps to that. And here's the formula for this. And I'm like, no, no, Jesus, like, who do you say that I am? Mm
0: -hmm. And who
2: Jesus is, is who he is to you. And for me, if you want to know true freedom, you go to the source.
0: That is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Nicola, is there anything at all that you would add? Other thoughts on that? Or would love to hear from either of you guys, just on kind of like, what does that mean for you? I would say both for you as individuals, but also as a, as a leaders at Mercy and what you do in implementing the program of Mercy. Well, I think
1: Ariane has, um covered it beautifully. I, I think mm-hmm. what comes to mind for me is just... Uh, for people that might be listening, you know, you're not your struggles. Your identity is not your anxiety or whatever it is that's holding you back or um, that that God is safe and loving and uh, and knowable on a deep level and uniquely. And he doesn't create carbon copies of people. And you can get to know him and he'll show up in your life in a unique way, not the same like what Ariana said, not Mm -hmm. the same as somebody else. It doesn't have a formula and um yeah and and freedom um you know who the sun set free is free indeed freedom will come um Mm. based on your own unique journey with him yeah
0: as you guys are talking i just one of the things that keeps coming to mind for me is how pivotal um you know hearing from the lord is to our program and what we teach and really equipping people to to be able to hear from the Lord. And that is such a personal and unique thing for each of us. And I just know that even in my own life, I've experienced it where I'm like, there have been things that the Lord has spoken directly to me that no counselor, no self-help book, nothing could have touched where he touched in that moment in my spirit, like in the deepest part of who I am. And in in hearing directly from, the lord through the holy spirit something moved in my heart that i'm like i don't know what else could have reached it <laughs> i don't think anything else could have done that you know and so i just think um there's that peace that that there's something that that has to happen in each of our lives and certainly in the lives of those that we help through mercy that no one else can do but him like nothing else is going to touch it besides jesus and so that is why for us, it is just absolutely core. And it's something that we certainly as a ministry are net, we're not, we're not budging on that one. You know, <laughs> even when I, when we, when we go out and we teach and we do like our empower workshops, for example, like hearing from God is pivotal, right? In keys to freedom in our discipleship study that we have referred to hearing from God is pivotal. And there are things that, you know, we've talked about, even in the U S that, you know, we get all into these like different denominational issues and like, well, There are certain things that aren't like absolutely pivotal to what we do at Mercy that we don't have to include because we're going to lose the entire denomination over here, denomination over there. Right. But like hearing from God, it is non-negotiable, right? Absolutely. commitment to Christ, non-negotiable. Yeah. There are things that we just will not be able to budge on because without it, the power, as you even said, Ariane, the power's gone. The power source is disconnected, right? So this, that one is a, a really, really important one. Um, I would love to move to another one of our primary uh, beliefs, ideas that guide us at Mercy, is that no problem is too big for God. Um, and so we're gonna reverse the order here. Uh, Nicola, I would just ask you to explain that in your own words. If somebody is like, well, what does that even mean? Talk to us about that. And, in um, any ways that you can say it impacts you personally impacts mercy and what you see at Mercy Canada.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, a, a bottom line is God is God and he's big and we're small. And he's the mm-hmm. one who created us. He's the one who's walked beside us, whether we've chosen him yet or not, he's there, he's in it all, he's he's with us um, through everything. And I know I've walked beside a lot of women that have gone through much more horrific circumstances than I have, and I'm just blown away at the way when they choose him and when they, they allow him to go into that dark pit and that place and they discover that he's safe and mm-hmm. they don't park there, but they sit there with him. And the revelation comes and the healing comes, when they come out on the other side, the, the depth of their knowledge of who he is, their um, expression of Christ in themselves is far more rich and far more deep than someone that hasn't gone there to that that dark place. And mm-hmm. I, know, I know that we see, not only for that individual, but generations, you see families getting healed and then as time goes on, you see them, so many of them have children, and they're the mothers of the next generation, and these beautiful children are growing mm. up with a solid foundation, knowing who God is, not religious God, relational God, knowable mm. God, and there's a whole generation beyond that starts, starts to heal. And I know in my own journey, you know, I went through a a season as a preteen and early teen where I was horrifically bullied in a generation when bullying was still, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones and Mm. hurt me. And uh, my own journey, uh, I came to to Christ at 17 and had a, a radical encounter with Christ but the healing of my soul took a long time because i became mm-hmm. the girl in church that was the yes girl the performance girl um doing all things loved god with my whole heart but there was such a brokenness inside from the belief systems that i took on from what was done to me and mm-hmm. it took a lot longer you know to work those things through and uh yeah and i think the god that i know today it, the, the encounters and the breakthroughs happen much more quickly because the relationship mm-hmm. is safe and um interactive mm-hmm. and ongoing and i think even in my mercy journey until i came to mercy i'd never ever had a, a god dream in my life and you know i've probably had six or seven really rich dreams that god has given me mm-hmm. that have been super healing in my own life and uh,
0: yeah. wow. Oh, it's beautiful. I love
1: that. Anything you would add, Ariana?
2: Yeah, do you know, I I think I, I love what you just said there, Nicola, about the 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 time, the length of time it can sometimes take. Because sometimes, yeah, you know, that concept um, of of God being so big, He God is able to fix any problem, heal any hurt, perform any miracle, bind up every heart, free every captive. You know, they're all hundred percent true. But sometimes I think we fall into the trap of therefore thinking that we can sort of passively sit back and mm. wait for God to do it all, that God is going to come and wave a magic wand over my pain and my brokenness and my hurt and somehow instantly set me free, as opposed to understanding that. Free, like I said earlier, freedom isn't a destination, it's a journey and and I love that you just said that Nicola, this, there's a journey involved a process which is one of those words that many people don't really like. Mm, and yeah, it's almost every time there's been something that I've been praying through and needed healing in or um being fasting or believing for the breakthrough um i've in my mind thought "Oh, this breakthrough it, it is it's going to be the end when i have my breakthrough i'm done and i'm not mm-hmm. realizing through is in fact the beginning and it's something i talk a lot about because i'm so passionate about it maybe mm-hmm. because i'm someone who particularly dislikes process um, <laughs> Uh, i want everything quick and now uh, today and so having to really submit myself to the process of healing and freedom uh, and understanding that breakthrough and walk through go hand in hand and that we often have a much larger part to play in in our own freedom that we sometimes then we sometimes want to admit and Mm. the invitation that god the bigness of god and the powerfulness of god can often just look like a hand stretched out and an invitation for us to partner with him in a powerful healing process mm-hmm. that's step by step, day by day, choice by choice. Um, and so, I think if anyone's listening out there, and you're like, "When's my breakthrough coming? I'm still the way I was. You know, God isn't doing it in me or for me yet." I would really encourage you to 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 partner with him to know that there's some things that God will do but actually a lot of the things he, he tells us to do and we do in in his power and through his power, renewing the mind is a great example of that. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if, if God could just wave this wand over our brains and we wouldn't have toxic thoughts anymore. We wouldn't think like that anymore, but that is not what the Bible talks about. We make it obedient to Christ Mm
0: -hmm. and that is how we,
2: you know, renew our minds. So there's process
0: even though it's not like an exciting message, it's a hopeful message because as you yeah. said, for those who were like, well, it hasn't happened for me, that that one moment of just total deliverance and freedom hasn't happened for me. Um, yeah. I think it's a hopeful message to say, there is a yeah. process in front of you that most of the time the Lord is gonna choose that longer road. And I think you're the one that, um, I've heard say this, Ariana, of just, there's, there's a, um, a building of things inside of us that happens through process that wouldn't happen if yeah. we were instantaneously healed
1: exactly.
0: um and that relationship piece uh, i was just thinking about this last week i was uh actually preaching at my church on sunday and uh on month the previous monday i completely lost my voice like completely could not get a sound out and i was like oh no i, I got six days to get my voice back because i got to you know preach for over half an hour at my church And i was like lord i know you can do like i know in a moment you can touch my vocal cords and they're healed right and there was a slow and steady healing that happened over six days instead of the instantaneous and even on saturday night sunday morning on the way to church i'm like my voice is not fully back I don't know if i'm gonna make it and i just remember kind of having that moment where i'm like lord you could have done it in an instant like you could have just like my they could just be back and i truly felt like the lord reminded me hey i could have done it in an instant i could have absolutely but what has happened over the last six days and what's happening right now in this moment right before you're about to get on a stage is you are depending on me like you haven't ever before Mm-hmm. for me to get you through this. Right. And, and there's that piece of like relationship that gets mm-hmm. lost if that instantaneous healing happens. And so the, it's not just because he's trying to make our lives miserable. It's because he knows some of the most important things we need for our life is going to be built through that process. Um, yeah. The primary one being relationship with him.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And if I can add, you know, in speaking of relationship, I would think too, part of the process, uh, the people that are walking beside us in that process, uh, Mm. they are witnessing the courage, Mm. you know, to step in and do the hard work, which helps someone else find the courage to do the work that they need to do. So outside of our own journey, there are people around us that are moving forward and watching and so that's part of the process too
0: yes that's good that's so important oh man there i've got like other things and thoughts i want to ask y'all but i'm gonna we have to keep i'm gonna stay the course stay in the course here going back to our notes going back to our things um i would this one is so big that i'm like of all of the different things we want to discuss today, i do not want to miss this one um a big idea that guides mercy is that professional counseling and Christian discipleship are compatible. They're friends. They're not enemies. So this is one that we are really passionate about. We're just going to reverse the order again. Ariana, starting with you, how would you explain this idea and how do you, how does this play out and what you guys do at Mercy UK?
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's a good reason why one of God's names is Wonderful Counselor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he calls himself
2: Wonderful Counselor, so yes. he already he already kind of bridges that gap. Uh, but certainly right. in the UK, one of the things we often refer to is a bit of language we use is that we approach this from a psycho-spiritual perspective. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's psychologically sound and spiritually deep. You know, there yeah. is there is a so psycho-spiritual meaning it's perfectly balanced combination of solid biblical principles and sound psychological constructs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for instance, uh let's look at the foundational biblical principle oh, i already used it renewing the mind mm-hmm. that's a great example of a fundamental biblical principle that will help you live free and stay free if you learn how to renew the mind um, and yet the psychological world is, and then the world of psychiatry and therapy and counseling and all those have exactly the same thing in place they just call mm-hmm. it conversation baby therapy but the function of it and 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 the biology of it the science behind it is absolutely Mm -hmm. sound you know Mm -hmm. we we now know that the brain has plasticity and it can be rewired and it can be retrained and it and there's ways that you can make your brain think differently for permanently Mm -hmm. um i love the fact that that's already reflected in scripture that's been written (laughs) millennia before we 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 That that God is once again, full counselor. I feel sometimes he must sit back and go, yeah, I told you, I already told you, you can call it something else if you want, but it's, you, you'll find it in the word. Mm. And I love that about mercy. It's one of the things that I'm the most, that I'm the most passionate about is this sense of, it doesn't have to be either or you can have both and you can Mm -hmm. have this harmony and this integrated approach to healing and wholeness and freedom, mind, body, soul, spirit, the whole thing, because we are made of all of those, made up of all of those things. So Mm. yeah, in the UK, there really is opening up a bit of a a space, opening up for that conversation to happen more and more. We we're using the term Christian mental health quite a lot together. Mm. So it's not just Christian discipleship uh, and it's not just mental health and well-being because they're both concepts in their own right
0: mm-hmm. we really want
2: to talk about christian mental health mm-hmm. what does that look like what does it look like to be well on the inside as a christian using christian principles and biblical uh, fundamental tools so yeah
0: that, mm-hmm.
2: that's a huge huge subject of of looking at and and we're so grateful to you know for mercy multiplies 40 years of experience mm-hmm. an example of how to integrate that biblical truth and the professional expertise you know mm-hmm. we haven't made this up this isn't a new thing this is 40 years of practice 40 years of developing 40 years of anointed and mandated for this purpose mm-hmm. and we're all living in the fruit of that uh, and so I'm I'm personally really grateful that we we, we have something we have that Kind of cohesion together, yeah. Um, industry,
0: absolutely. Nicola, anything you would add?
1: Yeah, I would. I just tag on to what Ariana was saying, both about science and also about forty years. What I love mm. about Mercy is one of our values is excellence, and part of excellence is always looking at um, how we're growing and how we integrate what we do. And I think there's more and more now um, science around how the body holds trauma. And, uh, and we've been using language around body, soul and spirit for a very long time. So it's not new uh, for us, but we're always uh, using all those integrated approaches within the context of counseling. And, uh, you know, Keys to Freedom is an example of how we we um, start the process with people going on this journey and ongoing, and, and how often we see people then applying uh, for that next deeper dive into mm-hmm. our counseling and discipleship program, because mm-hmm. they need a professional that can walk with them into that trauma with Jesus together on, on a deeper and a, lo- a longer um, time frame to heal
0: mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. broken.
1: So yeah, I mean, I love that about Mercy, and like Ariana said, forty years—that's a solid track record.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I do think it's just so—it's—it's it's exciting to me to see that there are more voices uh, of of people out there. There are more things being written. There are more uh, people who—I mean, I just realized that not too long ago that there are people who are neurotheologians mm-hmm. <laughs> and people who are um, learning about biology and the brain. I mean, just even in the last 10 years, what has come out and what they're learning about the brain. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's not scary to me as a believer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's just how the Lord created us. And the things that I'm reading, I mean, I love learning about all this, right. And the things that I'm learning and reading, I'm like, yeah, that's why we do this. That's why scripture says this. That's why forgiveness matters. That's why like these things, as you said, Ariana, that I'm sure, you know, the Lord's just up there going, Oh, my goodness, good job, guys, you just figured that thing out that I made 1000s of years." you know, like, this is how I made you guys to function. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we are able to bring those, I can still believe in the and and learn and grow in my understanding of the body and understanding of science and psychology, I can still learn those things. And 100% it doesn't impact what I believe about the Holy Spirit, and the power of the word of the Lord, like, These things do not um, have to be in competition. They actually, I think are, they just beautifully go together. And that's what we see when those things go together. And you do, I mean, it's something that we feel so passionately about when we talk to pastors and churches, like you need to have professionals in your life. You need to have people who have the education and expertise to understand all the things that we've just discussed. They've gotta be around. You need them. We have professional counselors in our program here at Mercy, Um, and they are ones who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and hearing from the Lord and how those things, when they come together, miracles happen. And Mm. so um, I know that the three of us feel so strongly about that, and it's why I believe we see what we see um, in in our programs and the miracles that happen. I was going to say I'm I'm just about to complete my master's in
2: psychology of mental health and well-being, which is a yeah. master's degree completely separate from you know my belief and 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 everybody on the course is not in fact nobody on the course is a Christian. But what's so interesting is some of the. Some of the things happening in the world of psychology are so compatible with the way mercy has been doing things for 40 years. Yes. You know, this thing now of positive psychology, they call it. And it's like embracing the power of gratitude and meditation, but like in terms of, you know, and acknowledging that we're a small part of a bigger thing and all these kind of, <laughs> it's so interesting and turning, you know, turning they don't call it this but it's really what positive growth can you get so post-traumatic growth they call it where where instead of working through your trauma and then somehow trying to survive every day actually within the trauma and within the difficulty and within the challenge there exists opportunity for growth there exists Mm -hmm. opportunity to learn there exists opportunity to build a better future i.e you can't change what's happened to you, but you can change the future. Mm-hmm, quote, that's mm-hmm, not. You know, mm-hmm. but there's a whole kind of concept now, constructs psychology, psychologically that, that are building around that. Now mm-hmm. moving away from medica- medicating symptoms, moving mm-hmm. away from just saying, well, you're depressed, which means you have you know a deficiency in this, therefore we're gonna medicate it. Mm-hmm. Certainly in the UK, it's moving much more towards formulation. So what happened to you? Mm-hmm which means you are now suffering from depression but only because that's a normal human response to what you've been through
0: Mm -hmm. so let's
2: help you with the roots that where did this begin where did it start let's trace it back let's do a tree (laughs) that lists the Mm -hmm. you know they don't Mm -hmm. call it a tree but i'm like I recognize all of mercy's um Principles and the way we the mercy approach, I'm recognizing it as I'm doing my master's degree. I'm like, oh, there you go, wow, and there's that, and I'm being able to kind of link all these things up, and it just gives me such joy to know that you know mercy, like I said, is not just a good idea. This is a God idea, Mm -hmm. and when God is a wonderful counselor, we're going to see these things popping up all over the place, and yeah. Yeah. Really excited about about the kind of landscape at the moment. Certainly in the yeah. UK, the landscape is much less hostile now towards the way we would approach
0: people's uh, wholeness and freedom. Mm. Ladies, I'm looking at our time, and I'm like, <gasps> I don't want to. I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip this last one. But here's what I'm going to do. I would love for you guys to just share because this again, this last one that uh, I I had down for us to talk about a little bit i think is just a great way to kind of seal up this specific episode um but also i just think any encouragement that you guys would have for those listening you know this this podcast series that we're in the midst of right now isn't really meant to just be a like let's just talk about mercy and who we are but like let's encourage those who listen and and just share about there's so much about the dna of who our ministry is and what we believe um, that has impacted our lives personally, and who we are and how we function, how we see the world. And so I would love to just be able to also encourage our listeners in this last uh, specific piece. So i would love to hear from you guys on, um, on our, our core belief that God has anointed the body of Christ. Uh, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives—that is something that guides who we are as a ministry, and and really guides what uh, each of us are doing in the in the various areas of the world where we are. So, um, I, Nicola, will start with you on this one. Uh, what you would say about that? How that idea is guiding what you do in Canada, uh, and then just any final encouragement you'd have our listeners
1: as it relates to that. Yeah. Well, I I think of course that scripture is is about Christ. And I think we are carriers of Christ. If we choose him, it's amazing, uh, to be able to be a, be a carrier of freedom an invitation to those, to trust God, to get to know him and to come in and, uh, and to walk it out with him, um, because he's available to anyone that asks and, um, Mm -hmm yeah i think here i mean it's it's beautiful we have we have so many people that have tried so many different programs and gone for great counseling and done great programs and they come and they have an encounter with christ that's first and foremost is an encounter with christ and with those around them that are sitting with them that are carrying christ uh he there's an there's an opportunity for him to heal those wounds and set them free. We are privileged mm-hmm. and honored and humbled to walk with those and yet it's a it's not a transaction or it's not a us and them. it's together because mm-hmm. every every staff person that I've seen walk through the door, every volunteer comes excited to help someone else. and within a short period of time I hear so many of them say, you know, I heard God say very clearly, you know, mercy's not just for them, it's for you, too, mm-hmm. and to go on to do the work as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. for those that are listening, it's available to you. And join the journey and get to know Jesus and let him come in and let him sit with you in, in your areas of struggle and get excited about the new ways he'll speak to you and the healing and the freedom that will come and those in your families and in your circles that will mm-hmm. have that experience beyond yourself. So good.
2: Ariana, well for us in the uk that scripture like it is for for canada and for the us is such a fundamental part of who we are and and what shapes we're built on isaiah 61 and um you know it's a mandate to the church of jesus christ as as nancy says Uh, but what that looks like for us is that we have a real passion to see the church of jesus christ equipped with the tools for themselves first because you can't give what you don't have so we really want to see every Christian equipped with the tools to be able to navigate the rough terrain of their lives, to live free and stay free, because then they can carry that to the communities around them, their neighbors and their friends who don't yet know Jesus. And so in Isaiah 61, actually, it does have this one line that I'd not read until God really spoke to me about emphasizing our our part to play in equipping churches. And it was uh, it says to provide for those who mourn in Zion and it Mm -hmm. just blew my mind when I saw that the mandate the anointing isn't just for those outside of the church who don't yet know him it's not just evangelistic
0: Mm -hmm. it's not
2: the gospel it's not just for those outside it's actually first and foremost for those inside the church for those who are mourning who are lost who are broken sitting on pews and and chairs across churches everywhere who do not know how to access the freedom that christ died to give them and helping those people connect to christ for themselves find their own healing and wholeness and then be able to have the the ability to go and carry that out into the community around them. And so that's why we have 400 churches right now using Keys to Freedom as their chosen discipleship model to just keep getting, you know, men and women across all the breadth and width of the country and, and experiences and life stages to really understand what it means to live free and stay free.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. oh, So well said, ladies. Couldn't, couldn't possibly add more to that. Um, So we, we hope that you are encouraged listeners just to know that, I mean, if you, if you carry Jesus inside of you, you carry the answer that the world is looking for ultimately. And so I think something that um, we all feel so passionately about is um, our believers, uh, the the church, the body of Christ, rising up in this season more than any other time in the history of the world, to step into the place that we've been called to step into, um, and to get equipped. As you said, Ariana, this is why we offer empower. This is why we have the keys to freedom discipleship study. We want to see the body of Christ equipped to step into the place that the Lord has always called um his sons and daughters to step into and as you both said so beautifully to receive what he has for you so that it doesn't just end with you but then it begins to pour out into um honestly a world that is just bleeding out all around us right and so for us to be equipped to know how to tend to that and to step into the place he's called us is uh is something that we are so so passionate about um and and as i as you guys were talking i was thinking about the fact that we do have you know we're able to kind of see some of the statistics for the people who listen and who download uh, the mercy talk uh episodes and we have people all over the world who listen to this podcast and so there absolutely may be people in Canada who listen to this episode or somewhere in Europe who might listen and are like, man, there's somebody. I didn't know Mercy was in my area. And so can you guys maybe just share uh, either an email address or just the actual URL to your website so that people can find where you guys are, are located? Okay. Uh, Not physically so this- located, but online. <laughs> yes, MercyUK.org MercyUK.org and Nicola,
1: mercycanada.ca or ask at mercy canada. That's
0: perfect. And friends, as always, um, if you if you didn't. Have an opportunity to write those down, or a way to write those down. Every episode we end, and we have it in our show notes as well. Actually, we can probably we can add your websites to the show notes for this episode. So if you're driving while you're listening to this, and you're like, I can't write that down, go back uh, when you can to the uh, to the page for this specific episode, and we will make sure that we have those websites there available for you. Ariana, Nicola, thank you guys so much. I know that you have so much going on uh, personally and professionally and all the things. And so um, we're really grateful that you took the time to, to record this episode with us today.
1: It was fun and a privilege. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Always fun. Um, well, friends, if the content in these podcasts is helpful for you, we would always just encourage you. We'd be so grateful if you'd help us out by rating the show or writing a review wherever you listen. Um, and if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we've discussed or want to learn more about Mercy UK, Mercy Canada, you can always, again, find their websites or let us know by emailing us at at com. And to find out more about Mercy, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you all so much for joining us today.